after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones. We talk about the bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Did you just spank your lunch? My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve. We, as always, are your co-hosts. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Um, so today, it is the return of Cheese and G's. We're going to talk about some of our favorite and least favorite ads that are uh, running on TV right now as we speak. So you know how it goes. If we love an ad, we give it a chi. If we hate it, we give it a G. Think of like uh, cheers and jeers with all of the legal ramifications. Uh, we also have a special guest joining us tonight. Uh, I think the majority of you guys listening will be familiar with him. He hosts a podcast called TBTL, which Sidekick Weekly recently named one of the best sidekick shows on the internet. His name is Luke Burbank. Hey, Luke. Are you in charge of Sidekick Weekly? <laughs> Let's just say. It's a small community. <laughs> is that a zine that you have been cultivating and printing and distributing for it's a like, number of months? It's like the Hall of Fame, you know? It's like oh, we, okay. we writers are also the voters. Uh, <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that it has absolutely no import. Right. How are you doing? It seems like only hours since we last spoke. It does feel that way. I'm, uh, I'm doing well, and I'm really excited to be on the show with you guys. Uh, I Well, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the... I don't know if I agree with the with the chi and the G. Already? Jesus Christ. Already? What? No, I'm just saying I've looked at the list of what, what has received a oh. chi and what has received a G, and I I'm I think it's gonna be it's gonna get hot, it's gonna get spicy. <laughs> Some of our G's you're gonna show. call off as G's. I see. I, I thought you were just like already saying that the whole premise was off. No, no, the premise of this show is strong. Okay, it's, it's this is the kind of show that when I listen to it. I talk to my car stereo because I both agree with you and also want to add in little tidbits of things. So, like, I think the premise of this show is amazingly strong. The specific list of Chi and G this week, I just I differ from you guys on a few of them, and I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I'm ready for the crossfire. All right, <laughs> Vives, you ready for this? Yeah. All right, let's get into our cheese and G's. It's a thin Oh, Vives, this first one. I'm sorry, I'm kinda, it's been a while since I looked at the list, so this is all fresh to me, too. This first one you, you is... Went, you, you made one trip around the goldfish bowl. <laughs> this is for the... This is the... I just call it the ouch ad. You love this. I think this I is do. one you called me back into the room and uh, made me rewind and watch. Yeah, I like this one. This is for um, a, a company called Virginia Mason uh, Orthopedic. Uh, and sports medicine is Virginia Mason. That, is that a regional healthcare yeah. provider? Okay, that's um, that's uh, on. Uh, I think it's on First Hill. Is maybe where the beginnings of it were. It's an extremely Seattle. So, hospital. so no one outside of our immediate region is going to see this. Except you will if you go to our Facebook page where we post all these. I'm so sorry, by the way, to the Ad Council. I did not post last week's uh, links in a very timely manner, but they are up right now. Um, 
so this one I liked a lot, and I think it's a really clever uh, conceit. Uh, we're going to describe it because it's uh, you sort of have to you sort of have to see it to to get it. But uh, it shows a bunch of people doing various physical activities, whether it's yoga, walking. Uh, I think somebody's maybe lifting a weight, or mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's anything from somebody just stretching for a run. Yeah, it's anything from like s- things that you'd have to do just every day in your life to actual athletic uh, activities, and every time they make a repetitive motion or or they feel pain the you just hear the word you hear their voice saying ow ow and there's a little uh cartoon bubble that points at the the source of the pain and it just says ow, ow. like the people who are power walking it looks like their knees are saying ow um there's oh one of my favorites is the handshake i think that's one of the big payoffs right. it's just like another ordinary normal day um kind of interaction somebody's shaking guy's yeah. hand and the guy's thinking ow i know? once fell down and broke my hand in exactly that place and having my hand shaken for the like for the next oh, year yeah. was extremely ow ow uh, and, and I- the cartoons were <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> yeah, seeing those cartoons pop up, it was like it was sort of a uh, an impediment to my business life. But um, I like it just because it's um, it's it's a really simple way of explaining a problem that we've all experienced. If you've ever had even a minor injury, all you can think about is ow, ow, ow when you're stepping on it or walking or whatever. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll play this just so you guys can get a flavor of it. But uh, you know, basically, you know all you need to know now. Oh yeah, I like that one because it's just a guy typing, you know, at his computer. Um, very ordinary, everyday ow. things. Ow. And these are all kind of orthopedic and stress uh, injuries. That Virginia Mason Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did, yeah. did you finish your thought? I, and I, I would just say one thing that I like about it, bec- I don't think I quite love it as much as you do, um, Vives. I'm assuming uh, Luke's going to come in here hot and tell, tell you how wrong you are about that <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, it's a local ad, which means they don't have the same ad budget. of. Uh, so they, I think they did a lot with a little. I, that's one of the things I do love about it yeah. is that it's mm-hmm. – uh, it, they when you when you see a local ad often they do have a smaller budget so they have to work within that budget and when they do it effectively you don't notice how low budget it is because it's not like a crappy imitation of a big budget commercial mm-hmm. what do you think of it Lee? right well i have one huge g i just want to make sure i'm staying on the right <laughs> yeah. side of the law the singular g's mm-hmm. for this and and it's funny cuz actually uh, this commercial came on the other night and uh, I paused it, and I like turned to my wife and said, "There's no such thing as upward facing dog, is there?" So yeah. at the very beginning of the commercial, could you could you play it from the beginning? Yeah, there's something when they're in the yoga class. Dog, no? no, I think it's downward dog. But I think what it was is they didn't think it worked with the idea of the kind of physical pain that was supposed to be happening. And wh- what I'm imagining is a conversation between the writer of the commercial or writers of the commercial and maybe the client or somebody else where they basically said, we know there's no such thing as upward facing dog, but there is Luke. There is an upward facing yeah. dog. The internet, I know this. the internet says, yes. Yeah. And also okay, I well remember it from I, a I, song. I, I was prepared to, to spot you the, the yoga correction. Cause I am not a yoga doer myself. I'm so. not a yoga person either, but in my time doing yoga, I had not, which has been, you know, like five times in my life. I had never heard upward facing dog. So uh, I didn't think that was a real thing. If that is a real thing, then I completely retract my criticism of this ad, which is, I thought that they had, I had written this whole script in my mind about what had happened, which was 
they thought that downward facing dog didn't work with what they were trying to do. I think we can agree downward facing dog is the more well known direction for a dog to happen <laughs> in to yoga. It's the, it's Don't you think? Yeah. Like uh, it's the it I is mean, a more of a go to. I think. Take, yeah. yeah, exactly. Take a person who knows little about yoga, which would include me, obviously. They've all heard of downward facing dog. I had not heard of upward facing dog, and so I thought they had gone with that as a way of trying to make the joke and the visual work in with without giving um, enough uh, sort of concern to the actual yoga vinyasas. But I'm hearing from you that there is an upward facing dog, so I completely back off of that. Well, I've never done yoga before in my life, but I think like most people, I did have the album The Josephine Wiggs Experience, which was <laughs> the side project of, I believe, the drummer of the uh, of the breeders might have been Josephine Wiggs. And, uh, and she had uh, a couple of yoga-related songs on the album. One was downward facing dog, one was upward facing dog. So ah. I kind of consider myself kind of an expert. On that, yeah, you're the Bikram. <laughs> of, um, anyway, okay, so well, then I have no problem with the commercial. I I, I was totally wrong about uh, yoga, and uh, good job. Now I think that that one is clever enough, but um, I don't think that if you didn't, if, if you weren't in love with it, Vives, I don't think I would have necessarily thrown it on the chi list. But oh, chi isn't that another? That's a different Eastern philosophy. Oh, I believe. Okay, all right, Damn. and it's. Somewhat racist that you conflated the two, my friend. Well, but Josephine Wiggs also had a song. Wait, I'll, <laughs> I'll, give that, I'll give that to you on that one. Um, this next ad, I, uh, I mean, I almost flipped my wig. Speaking of Josephine Wiggs, um, Luke. Well, I guess we sent you the link, so I know that you've seen all of these. Yeah. Had you already seen this one on TV? No. This is the first uh, person per, or the yeah first person. It's possible. You know what? I think I might have seen it. In that kind of way that you see a lot of ads, one sees a lot of ads, which is like you're in a bar or a restaurant. Yeah. It's sort of playing on a TV in the background. You're vaguely uh, aware of what the images are, but you're not kind of like following it. So I think I had seen it, but this was the first time today that I really watched it closely. It is I mean, I think I was freaking out. We must have been at home because I, m- I remember pausing it, rewinding it, and freaking out. This well, is, we, what we can, did before we before we rewound it was we both stopped what we were doing, put down our phones and our iPads and whatever. And finished watching this quite long commercial yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. Now I just want to tell everybody what it is. So this is the uh, this is a uh, an NFL football ad um, for I, I guess spectating uh, football games. Although I mean more on that. Which in gets a second. to my G. Yeah, I have a okay. Hold on, ain't nothing on that. but a G thing. <laughs> oh, that could have been the name of the show. Um, but this is all a first person perspective of a high school football player. So I'm going to play part of it for you guys, but most of the audio is going to make sense unless you've seen it. It is incredibly cinematic, but uh, again, it's shot as if you are the person, as if you are the person. It's from that perspective, those eyes. And uh, you're lay. I'm just going to use a second person. You're laying in bed, flipping through some homework as a high school student. Then you get a Snapchat from your friend who's like, are we ready for the game or something like that? And then you get out of bed and you throw your homework on the ground and you grab your jersey out of the closet. Then you go to school. Everybody's pumping you up because it's the day of the big game. You're going through the hall. You're uh Teacher even uh, fist bumps you and says, good luck tonight. Like, there's a pep rally. The only time you actually see the person who's, like, the main character the, the per- is in a selfie and in a mirror shot. At one point, he goes into the bathroom to splash water on his face. And you see – you. it's almost like Quantum Leap. You see what you <laughs> look like. It is, it is so cinematic. I am – 
I, I am in love with this commercial. I'm going to play a little bit of it just so you guys can kind of get a, a sense of it. Laying in bed here. It's game day, baby! Woo! <laughs> That's his annoying friend. I find him yes. annoying. If you know I agree. you got it, baby, say yeah! 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 You keep eating like this, and you are definitely going to be a wide receiver. <laughs> That's your mom. Confusing, by the way, as a joke. Yeah, the kid's a defensive back. <laughs> I wondered about that, actually. That's my G. And also, wide receivers are traditionally svelte, so mm, written by non-football fans. Sorry. <laughs> right. Also, in the scene where he's doing the downward-facing dog, I feel like it was too much on the nose. <laughs> so we don't have to. Um, we don't. We don't have to play the audio of the whole thing. I mean, you also see the coach uh, kind of getting in your face and yelling and pumping you up, and it it takes you all the way through the pep rally, and then it takes you into the game, and now it's really exciting because if you're somebody like me, um, you don't really know what it's like to. to I guess I actually did play uh, some high school football, sort of. So I've sort of seen a football field through a mask, but what, I blacked out was, for most of that. What would your Equivalent day. Oh my God! Like. Can we shoot that? <laughs> Can we shoot my be, version? Be a lot of time of I think you sitting on a bench. It. I think it was that Harvey Pekar film. <laughs> Well, you know, Luke, my mom, you know, when I played high school football, I never saw any field time and they gave me a different number every time because it just didn't matter. And so uh, my mom one time was in the after a game, she was watching it in the stands after the game. She said something about seeing me on the sideline. I'm like, how would you even know which one I am? And she said, oh, because you're the one who's always playing with your face mask. <laughs> so I feel like if this was shot through my perspective, Which, a lot of my hand would be in the way. Just in, in your way. And I think that's a nice corollary to your your main move as a baseball player, which was standing in the outfield chewing on your leather mitt. <laughs> I know, which was more satisfying from the player's I, I, perspective. I, I had a little version of that, too, when I was playing a lot of right field in Little League, which was throw the mitt as high as I could in the air and see how many times I could spin around before it came down, which, you know, unfortunately is how some of the Mariners outfielders have currently been preparing, which is why Aoki let a ball drop right in front of him in a critical moment. The other night. <laughs> They're like, don't Burbank. This is an important game. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I love this commercial. The only thing that I was going to say, and it sounds like, Luke, maybe it's going to be similar to your your negative on it, is <laughs> this is such an effective ad for me. This is a great pump-you-up ad, a pump-me-up ad. Like, this makes me want to – I this ad should be for Nike. This is an ad that makes me want to go out, run, practice, be better, all of those things. Like, it's that type of a Nike ad. But instead, the product is the NFL – the NFL writ large, so maybe it's also for just to get you into the football season, get you buying apparel, that shit. But mostly what the NFL is selling is you on your ass watching TV. Yeah. And I think that there are you know some BW3 ads that do that well. <laughs> I think that there are some other NFL ads that do this well. But this feels more like a Nike ad. Get out and do something. Don't stay home and watch the Seahawks. I think there's only two W's. Wild two. Wings. <laughs> Or am I thinking of a different product, uh, B BW3? Oh, BW3 is, uh, is the same as Buffalo Wild Wings, but I think it has a different name in different parts of the country. Where I grew up in Ohio, they were called BW3s, but why? What was the third W? That's a, a good question. Let me look that up, because I don't want to have to give myself a G here. Uh, Buffalo <laughs> well, can, Wild Wings. Uh, can, I throw, yeah. can I throw in, um, I think that this is an amazing piece of filmmaking, this commercial. Like, yeah. it's... 
so effective. And and the very end where the the kid is going for the pass and then they're they're sort of intercutting with like him doing that ladder on the ground thing that's like a really oh yeah challenging physical thing you do like in your summer practices and it totally brings home the idea that you do all of this work to have for this one moment to maybe happen as a as an athlete it's so good and 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 I love too the parts about you never really see the guy except in a couple of like little glancing shots yeah um I guess the part of it that I didn't understand is kind of what you were talking about, Andrew, which is like it's – well, actually, I did understand it, and th- and that is I think that part of why the NFL is so successful is because in some bizarre way, they've sort of um, transmogrified the experience of watching the sport to being in the sport. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I use transmogrified uh, correctly there. Vives, maybe you have a thought on that. Uh, you know about, more about words than I do. Yeah, I, but think, I think that's right. I, all I know about ish. transmogrification is from the Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, comics, but I I agree with you. And I, but this is, I think, the genius of the NFL is that they have completely uh, embodied for all of us not just watching NFL games, but but our feelings about football. And they've they've mm. sort of like ginned up these feelings about football, which is quite a trick considering how much bad shit there is when you really right. think about it. Yes, I, totally. I, I mean, they spend so much money when you. I mean, I I can't begin to calculate how much money they spend on just things like this just to make you feel good about their sport. I mean, it's like they're advertising, you know, teamwork or something. I mean, they're like And to also lionize the people who do the sport, which is almost an impossibility to lionize them more mm-hmm. than they are currently like the level they're currently at with that. And that was the part too that I thought like was a little I don't know. I don't feel like the problem in this country is that football players are not being appreciated enough. Right. And and the idea that this commercial was shot from the perspective of some extremely physically gifted person who's going to make, we presume, the big catch. What I do give them credit for is we don't know yes, how it, it turns out. With the, and the, the not knowing yeah. is, again, this is a brilliant piece of filmmaking. I, I couldn't find any fault with it from from that standpoint. I just got into, in my own mind, the larger question of like, so what are we, what are we saying with this and who are we saying it to? Yeah, right. Um, you know, I don't have who made this in front of me right now. I wish I did. Can I come back to the BW3 thing <laughs> just for a second, Luke? As, yeah. as you were questioning me, I'm like, I feel like we've had this conversation on TBTL yeah, before. It felt familiar to me <laughs> yes, as well. And now, and now I know why. The third W stood for WECK. It originally oh. was Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck, and then that led us on the whole thing of what is Weck, which is like I believe it's a is it's it a cheese open, toast? It's a no, meaty open face. Open face. Yeah, sandwich? it's a. I had it in um, Buffalo beef on Weck. Yes, and I would tell you this about Buffalo Wild Wings, which would also make sense that I had Weck when in Buffalo, if Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, that, I think there's two things going on there, which is that buffalo wings were invented in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I don't think Buffalo Wild Wings was maybe invented in Buffalo. But if B-dubs, as we call it, if Buffalo Wild Wings mm-hmm. also had Weck, I'd probably go there once a week because the <laughs> Weck that I had in Buffalo was unbelievably good. What R- is it? It's like a – think of like a really legit Arby's sandwich if – if that makes sense. Oh, so it's okay. it's be it's like a some kind of delicious beef that's been brining and cooking and whatever on a certain kind of bun. And I think the bread is the weck. I think that's called like a weck bun or something. 
According to the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, website, um, what WEC the heck, site, please? <laughs> what the heck is WEC? A WEC is short for Kimmel WEC, a Kaiser roll uh, seasoned with special toppings. These tasty rolls are popular on the East Coast and were served at our restaurants when we first opened in 1998. We officially changed our name to Buffalo Wild Wings. So yeah, I guess I just grew up calling it BW3. So that's that was just a little bit of Ohio slipping out. I just think that they've. They've really lost an opportunity by dropping the WEC because once you've have once you've had WEC, I don't, have anything that, I don't have anything that really finishes that in any kind of appropriate way. But I do know that the WEC I had was very good. Okay, uh, next ad I want to talk about one more uh, football ad uh, also for the NFL just to get us pumped up for football. I'm just going to hit play on it. Okay, it's a simple 15-second ad just with that Pointer Sisters song playing. And over top of it, it's just a, a montage of NFL players doing their little celebratory dances. But uh, when it's all put into a montage like that, it looks like they're dancing to I'm So Excited, the Pointer Sisters. It's simple, easy to put together when you own the rights to all that yeah. stuff. Hmm. 15 seconds. And it was another one where I saw it and I was like, oh, damn, that's so good. Like they, They're playing these. You know, I saw it for the first time during the first preseason game I saw of the year if you're watching the preseason games you're probably already much pretty much into football and this just taps into the excitement that all of us are just us football fans are feeling the nfl is so good at this um as we've been saying they're so good at marketing themselves and what they are increasingly getting good at is ironic juxtaposition of mm. their the kind of content you expect to be mm-hmm. with football and something like the pointer sisters with like a you know a very sort of flamboyant song and like an they they are doing this, I think, in a way that is very calculated and very smart because it signals in a subtle way that they are sort of football is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. You like that you one, You think Luke? it's like a gay dog whistle? Not a gay dog whistle, but like a – not necessarily like your Ford F-150 driving like mm-hmm. uh, traditional football fan dog whistle. It's not Metallica doing I'm so excited. Right. Or it's <laughs> like not it's, like, you know, it's just – it's not, I don't know, some some country, sh- you know, shit kicker song. Uh-huh. It's like – or it's not – yeah, or it's not um, – it's not like a hyper-masculine uh, signal that they're sending. Or a sexy cowboy lady singing it. Or a sexy cowboy lady, you know, uh, getting all – what's the song? I'm waiting all day for Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the traditional – uh, football sort of signifiers and stuff. And I think that the NFL is really smart by thinking a, lot, a little bit outside of that box in their marketing. See, I, I know that I just keep turding every punch bowl that you guys have carefully <laughs> No, out. I mean, please. But, I, we, we, but, we, we basically just like are in the tank for all these ads. I want to hear the other side. I definitely, uh, I agree with you both that the NFL is... Uh, is an extremely smart organization and that they have really capable, really bright people working at every single level. And so it is very possible that what is happening here is as you guys describe it. I I have a fear that it's not as complicated as that and that it is that somebody was like, hey, uh, we need a thing where people seem excited. <laughs> right. like, there's a song where they say, I am so excited. And that's like... This could be on the noseness in in a way that uh, that 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 is is sort of extreme. I possibly, would, I would be surprised only because of the level of sophistication that they've displayed in all of their other marketing. 
Um, right. I don't think the I don't think I don't know who does that ad. We might want to if we could look it up on iSpot, they might be able to tell us. But I, I would be pretty surprised if anything that the NFL puts out has not been vetted and scrutinized, you know, six ways to Sunday for exactly that reason, because they are all they they have they don't they are a monopoly, right? They don't have any competition for the product that they produce. All they can do in terms of growing their industry or growing their their uh, you know product is to increase their market share, to increase their the number of pe- increase the number of people who are interested in their product. And I think it would be I think it's I think it's naive to think that they aren't doing that very in a very calculated way with every single uh, sh- shot and note and word that they put out there. I definitely think that they, not unlike Ramsey uh, Bolton, I think that they are extremely detail-oriented when it comes to the <laughs> nightmare that they perpetrate upon the good people of NFL Steros. But I'm just saying I can also see a world in which it just, it kind of go it, it moves through the levels because it's an extremely obvious thing, which is like excitement. We want to build excitement. And there's a song where people are singing about being excited and um but but you're right it's not thank god it's not just some i don't know bon jovi song or right. something right. that's just yeah. the most obvious like there's a way to do that thing. commercial that's broy and hypermasculine and that's not it right Although totally. you offered the perfect segue Luke cuz the next ad is uh, Gronkowski slowly cutting up a sausage <laughs> <laughs> While Richard Sherman is chained up in the back, right? Have you seen this one? It's uh, it's pretty good. Um, I, you know, we have to move on. I have a feeling that this is looking like probably a, a two-parter cheese and cheese show. But one quick question on NFL advertising, Luke. Leaves and I started watching football around uh, 2008, 2009. Uh, in in pretty, you know, like taking it pretty seriously, where we don't miss games. Uh, you've been doing that your entire life. Obviously, Leaves and I represent what the NFL has been working yeah. hard to do over the course of the past decade or so, which is make it a bigger tent, find ways to get more women invested in the game, to get more like fat geeks from their childhood to like act like bros on the weekend. That's trying to describe me. Um, and a geek so- in the streets, but a bro in the sheets. <laughs> so, so does that, um, d- does that change your viewing experience on any given Sunday, as they say? When you're at home and you're watching it, like, do you kind of miss the old days where it really was almost not niche progr- niche programming, but programming for a very specific, you know, back then kind of masculine audience? Uh, not for me at all. Like, because also all of that stuff works on me. I mean, why do you think that I'm like? slightly a tingle about watching hard knocks tonight as we record this. And then like, if my wife will agree four episodes of stranger (laughs) things, like all of that, all of that kind of just, I don't know what you would call it, the sort of stagecraft and, and, and the like, it all completely works on me too. So I'm, I like it that more people like football than when I was, uh, and by the way, I'm not trying to say football like wasn't popular in 1985. It was extremely right. popular. But at the time when I was watching the Seahawks go through a two and fourteen season when helmed by Tom Flores, and uh, you know, not many of the people that I knew, including my family, cared about it. It's more fun now that more people like it. So, and all that stuff is really good and energetic. And like even that, I'm so excited. Ad that would probably work on me. And and the the previous ones we talked about. The uh, you know the 
the the ones with the kids playing football, like the kid who's playing football. I love all that stuff. Like I'm glad that more people like it, truthfully, other than my deep misgivings about the sport and its Mm -hmm. head injury stuff. I think that's the genius of that. I'm so excited at it. Doesn't really exclude anyone, but it, it, it widens the tent. Yeah, yeah, or or at least it, it, if if it doesn't wi- it, it, that ad itself may not widen the tent, but as you kind of say, it indicates that the tent might be wider than it was in 1985. Right? Yeah, exactly. They've come a long way. I mean, this is all part and parcel of a a much bigger push to make football accessible to a huge, huge segment of the populace. Well, let's move on to some uh, non-football commercials. Um, now, I don't know exactly, I have really don't know how you feel about this commercial, Luke, although I know that you have strong opinions on it, because I think the reason you're on tonight is you texted me over the weekend and said, can I please come on the show and talk about the Paul Giamatti? I said, I'm so excited about these commercials, and I am incapable of hiding it. And I said, is that a gay dog whistle? Um, uh, These are CenturyLink ads with Paul Giamatti, and he is interacting with a family, and he, uh, like an old TV commercial trope, he kind of walks into a room where a family is and starts telling them the benefits of CenturyLink television. They listen to his message, but then they have some uh, some notes for him. And I'm going to play for you not the first one in the series, but the first one that I saw that was in heavy rotation. I believe in this one, they're all sitting on the couch, and Paul Giamatti just kind of walks in front of them in the living room. When you get one gig internet from CenturyLink and Prism TV, and they're both delivered on a super fast fiber network directly to your home, it's amazing. It is amazing. But do, do you think his delivery was a little flat on that one? Yeah. Just um, Paul, I think it's a little bit more like, it's amazing. Oh, Mom, oh, that wow. was really good. Thank you. Amazing. Wow. Feel like a Hollywood insider. Okay, I'll work on that. <laughs> With Prism TV Plus. So Paul Giamatti is put out a little bit by the notes the family offers him. He and takes it gracefully. Yes. The way you would if someone, if a powerful producer or someone gave right. you notes. Like he understands it's incumbent upon him to be gracious and it turns out as part of a whole series of, of ads with him that is that are all based around this idea of feel like a hollywood insider with century link there is another one that's that i've seen in heavy rotation where they're um where they're all outside i think having a do you have that one ready to go? i can't find because i actually have it here oh can you play would it, it from your end would yeah. it be okay would yeah. this be poor is there form something specific the, of, no it's after helpful these, i just well i'm i'm sorry i know i'm i'm sort of jumping the gun on a lot of these conversations no jump in this is the this is the ad that crystallized for me why I do not give these a chi, oh, but I in fact don't. give them a strong G. Wow! And it was because uh, the tone from the families makes me not like the families, which is I think ostensibly the customer of the product and the people one should identify with. That's a an interesting bit. point. That because you're right. Can I, I do not like these. Are you families able to play either. the the one? I think they, I am. I'm going to give one. it a try. You guys and Andrew, uh, will you let me know if I'm sending it down at the right level? Oh yeah, I'm sure. This, I, I, this I is the one it. that this is the one that really really bugged me. I'm on the go from CenturyLink, you can watch your shows from wherever you want to, like from here, or with their wireless set top box from here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now show me. Don't <laughs> tell me. I did show you. Okay, that dad saying, "Now show me. Don't tell me." Is one of the most condescending things I have ever heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, the in, whole in a commercial in the last. But I mean, I, I mean, even measured against the condescension in the overall campaign. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is the most condescending thing I've ever heard in a commercial. 
uh, in the modern era. I'm, I don't want to get in into like Uncle Ben's. Era. I don't want to get into <laughs> right. what was being said <laughs> 25 years ago. Right. But in terms of like our modern kind of like life, let me, can I play that again? Yeah, yeah, play, and play, it, play it through, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now show me, don't tell me. I want to murder that entire family. <laughs> this is something we talk about a lot on the show, actually, Luke. Like when uh, when the tone of the when the when the point of view in the commercial turns you against the ostensible consumer of the product. Uh, we talked about this with the Sasquatch Jack Links uh, messing yes. with Sasquatch ad. Those I Could feel like more. fail pretty hard for in large part for that reason, which is that you don't root for the ostensible protagonist. This one works better for me because I think it's, well, I think it's executed better. And I also wonder if the casting of Paul Giamatti is kind of knowing, um, mm. you know, like what, try to imagine what this would be like if it was like Paul Rudd or like a universally beloved actor or somebody that was, that was maybe less, um, Le- less sort of a, a, a maybe on the bubble in terms of I don't know. Not that people don't like Giamatti, but he's not he's not someone that they we have understand like a cut- that he has the potential to be prickly to be prickly. Like, and actually, this is something I had wanted to do a whole show on, and, and maybe I'm I'm sort of blowing up our spot by talking about it now. But I think there's actually kind of a trend in commercials right now where celebrities are the butt of the joke. There's the one with Patrick Stewart for Strongbow. Oh, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, right? Neil Patrick Harris. Although he's he's kind of... Uh, he, he kind of gives as good as he gets in yeah, those. Yeah, I guess but, so. Uh, there's one where um, Benicio Del Toro is is mistaken yeah. for yeah. him, yeah. Antonio right. Banderas. And I do think that there's a little bit of a trend right now of um, celebrities. Uh, they're sort of... They're no better than us. Uh, like, isn't it kind of funny to see them... Get a, low get a little, little get yeah. get brought low a little bit and get a little kick in the teeth. So I wonder if maybe that's what's at work here. But you really dislike this, Luke. Well, I just I, I totally hear what you're saying, and, and I do think that if you're going to cast somebody for this, I think Paul Giamatti is interesting. And I hadn't really thought of it in the way that you're describing it, Genevieve. But I think you're right. Like he's somebody who, when you maybe because his dad was once the commissioner of Major League Baseball, which is a real fact about Paul Giamatti. Um, Bart Giamatti was his dad. Uh, when you watch Paul Giamatti, you think like he could kind of be a jerk. You would imagine he could be a jerk. So mm-hmm. him getting comeuppance is less, uh, it doesn't put us off as much, but it's just, to me, it's just gets back to the fact that this family thinks they're somebody and they're nobody. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, but that, they feel like a Hollywood insider. <laughs> I, do, I, well, I do think and, that whole, like, feel like a Hollywood insider is a little bit bullshit. Like I, I, the actual connection of feeling like a Hollywood insider as being a pitch for better cable, especially given the, the features that it's they're advertising, it's a very tortured <laughs> pitch. Yeah. But I, the, that thing that you're talking about, Luke and Genevieve, where the commercials kind of highlight a person that you do not, just highlight whether it's the consumer or the customer that you're looking for or the the customer of the competition are awful people. It drives me crazy. I don't know if this is a good example, but Luke, I know you listen to a lot of the same sports radio I do. What is the insurance radio ad where they're all from the perspective of some like awful woman or neighbor or mom who's like, oh, right. oh my I, son has yeah. a motorcycle. He says it makes him feel free, but I think it's just stupid. And and then this is for motorcycle insurance. You're just like, why are you playing the person who hates motorcycles? Let's hear from the guy who wants to be free. Well, the 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 
the premise of those ads is that there are the there are the doers and there are the takers, right? And, and, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, the quite, I mean the quite, ser- quite seriously. And the yeah, the, the the makers are out on their jet skis. These are all different things that are explored in these commercials. There are the people who are out. It might. I think it's like maybe a Safeco or State Farm or one. I mean, yes. it's working because yeah. I don't know who yeah, does the commercials, but. So you, what you – yeah, the whole commercials play out from the pers- – and there's TV ones as well, by the way. It plays out from the perspective of the boring people who don't understand why the adventurous people are bi- more or less using either snow machines to destroy the environment or jet skis to destroy the environment <laughs> or motorcycles to destroy the environment. And, 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 and you're supposed to identify with this idea of this son who's a real – wild one and loves to live life moss but the and thing his is, mom doesn't get it yeah but the thing is you never the, i don't mind having that perspective if you want to draw contrast but the whole focus of the commercial and with the radio commercial right. certainly the narration should not be on the negative opposite right. person who doesn't and want your also product. she makes a point what she says in the motorcycle <laughs> yeah. commercial is i can hear him coming down the block and that's right. one of my major problems with motorcycles right yeah well you is and i too loud as we get older we're more and more just gonna like get off my lawn i would so do that's no, I was born this way as it comes to those like Harleys. And I think I, I identify with the mom. And the, the um, Sound Transit, which is the public transportation system around here, a couple of years ago, oh. they did a big effort to get people to ride more. But it was from the perspective of some awful old lady. And she was supposed to represent it, us, It was the like writers. this know-it-all old lady um, kind of admo- admonishing people to, for not riding Sound Transit. And it was... I love I someone who both had to and enjoy riding the bus was kind of put off bus riding by this. Oh <laughs> yeah, by this campaign. What about the ones where she was like pretend swinging a baseball bat and the <laughs> graphic would like infect riding transit? The, in the- sorry, the return from the like uh, commercial break during a Mariners game. I don't think I ever she saw would be that. Like she would be like somehow on the screen like a like a. I don't know, like the robot thing. Yeah, <laughs> like not unlike robot. Cletus, the yeah. fox robot. But she'd be like pretend swinging the bat. That was oh, a that's low point. awful. But okay, so to bring that back to Paul Giamatti, um, I think you raise a really good point, Luke. But the reason why, and I still don't think that you've um, kind of ruined them for me, is because I almost feel like if there is a focus of these ads, it's a little bit harder. It's like kind of split down the middle. My takeaway, maybe as a lazy viewer, but my takeaway is <laughs> that Paul Giamatti, he's pretty great. Like, hmm. and, and so maybe I'm just easy bait on this, but he's kind of the focus. Maybe because he is a good actor and it's fun to watch him react to these awful it people. It is fun to watch him react to it. But now that I think about it, if you had asked me what the product that was being sold was before we were – I'm looking at it now, obviously, yeah. CenturyLink. But without having that in front of me, I'm not sure I, – I might have been able to tell you it was a cable provider – I probably couldn't have told you which one. And I do think that that's a real, this is another thing we talk about all the time. Like you made a great, you made a great little movie, but did you make a good advertisement? Mm -hmm. And I think this actually does fail as an advertisement, maybe in part because the protagonist, the person you're supposed to, whose experience you're supposed to be identifying with is, is not relatable. And in fact, in fact, 
is not a good indication of being a Hollywood insider. A Hollywood insider is someone who like gets to go on the red carpet at the Oscars, mm-hmm. and you know, not right. someone who gives notes to an actor. Did you guys happen? I feel like we should probably move on, and I shouldn't waste time with this. But um, those two that we've just played were the only ones I had seen before today. But in poking around, I found the very first one, the one that sets up the premise for this, and they're all sitting around um, uh, the dinner table, uh, and and oh. Paul Giamatti walks in, and then they all start like kind of showing off how much they know about film or whatever. Like, this... If you guys didn't like those, or if you didn't like those, Luke, the ones that I actually like, this one is really going to make you hate the family. We'll play a little bit of this, and then we'll move on. With Prism on the go from CenturyLink, you can get your favorite shows right on your devices, pretty much everywhere you go. Um, Paul, that was great. I like how you can walk around and watch your shows, and your delivery really evokes the frozen north. Mm, meets... And Giorno Nella Vita. Vintage Italian neorealism. With a nod to Italian futurism. Oh, so few go there. And that scene at the end. No one knows what he does. <laughs> okay, we, we really doing this, guys? Hmm. Maybe an homage to Half Shot at Sunrise? Or early film noir, like Whispering City. But the French version. Okay, it goes on for eternity. Oh, um, See this? I, I don't, don't even think those references on, make sense. But... but Possibly not, but I'll tell you this. This just speaks to whatever my particular insecurity is animated by. But I would be fine with a bunch of film snobs. If somebody said, now show me, don't tell me, I would punch them in the face. So the dad in that one commercial is what really sticks in so my So really, this does not bother you as much. See, I, not that drives me crazy because I don't – listen, I don't know. I'm not enough of a film snob to like kind of fact check this, but this just seems so goddamn tortured to me. Like yeah. this classic upward dog situation. <laughs> yes, it just seems like so overly written. It's and, overwritten. Yeah, just sure. ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, well, let's move on um, to uh, – you know what? I think this is another – I like – you know, Luke, we had a list today, Genevieve and I, of like a million cheese and only a couple of Gs. But, but we, I've turned – no, it's I've perfect. somehow turned all of your cheese into personal G's. You, you're like Jesus. You turned our cheese <laughs> into G's. Um, you're like G's. Uh, ask G's. <laughs> on ask G's. Um, anyway, uh, these next two, I think you have a negative feeling about as well. I'll tell you, let me set this up from my vantage point, not unlike that football commercial. The first uh, version of these ads I've seen a couple of times, or I, I had seen a couple of times, and I actively kind of disliked them. Then I saw another ad in the same campaign that I very much liked, and then kind of revisited the other one, and now, I am, now I'm leaning chi on both of them. This mm. is for a product called Bai, B-A-I. It's like some sort of antioxidant drink. I believe um, the first one that I saw is uh, called marriage and it's a woman sitting uh, in an apartment by herself in a wedding dress and a TV is on and she's talking to us about the drink. And then uh, at a certain point, and you'll kind of hear this um, in the audio. Uh, she kind of gets up and moves towards the television when a fella comes on the TV. Introducing by. It's good for you, and somehow still tastes really good. It doesn't make sense. Sort of like marrying a man you met on TV. I love you. I love you, too. So then she goes in and kisses the man on the TV who realizes that she's just making out kind of aggressively with the TV while the actor on the TV seems to be making out with her as well. Go ahead. I don't like these. Oh, I thought you did. No, I don't. I think that they are self-consciously weird... Um, and they, the, they subvert the, 
I lose track of what the product is. I could have sworn that we put this on the G list because you liked it when we were talking about it. Because I saw that one and I did not like it. Um, But then I saw this other one with this guy who looks like Mike Pesca in a in the kitchen. Um, And he's in his dreams. Have you seen how fit Pesca is? Is um, is this guy not fit? It's on a weird freeze frame here. Nobody's Pesca fit anymore. (laughs) Nobody's (laughs) Pesca. He's moved to another level. Are you fit or are you Pesca fit? Um, So this guy is uh, again talking to the camera. Introducing bye. It's good for you and still tastes awesome. It doesn't make any sense. It's like naming your twins rock and roll because it's fun to yell, rock and roll! What? Rock and roll! <laughs> so two two of his, like, I'm going to say 14-year-old sons come down. They're obviously twins. And they just have this look on their face like, oh, my God. And they're extremely nerdy, which I will Very give. Very nerdy, yeah. Uh, that, that saves that particular... Mm-hmm. Um, and because, by the way, these are both, I think, 15 second commercials yeah. and they often run smashed together like a number of the shows that I watch on demand. Uh, I think the, the, they're in some contract with H, uh, HGTV because oh. when I'm watching anything on HGTV on demand, this buy commercial runs hundreds of times. And it's always the woman making out with the TV and the guy who has kids named rock and roll. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, I and, like I, you know, I I feel now I feel Genevieve, I I feel like you talked me into liking. Why do I feel like you had talked me into liking the one with the lady in the dress? I still like I the Pesca ad. I don't and think I, think I ever liked either of these. The reason I like the Pesca ad, which is what I call it now, is yeah. because I really do think the two boys, just the look on their face when they come on the screen, the very first time I saw it, I thought they just absolutely nailed it. They have, you know, they're on screen for about two point five seconds, and I like the way they look, and I like their exasperation, which is not kind of over the top, while their father is clearly over the top but so luke is your main beef with the, these ads that it's over it is it has worn you down and you can no longer take whatever enjoyment you might have once taken because you've seen it so many times you, to be honest with you i actually don't have a huge problem with the ads as they exist like i think they're both they sorry i'm gonna go on a very hopefully very brief journey here <laughs> which is there are a bunch of Geico radio ads that I hate right now that are playing when you listen to the MLB on demand app. So like you can on your phone, listen to any baseball game you want if you pay the fee, but they don't have a a lot of commercials in the rotation. And what bothers me is number one, they don't have that many commercials in the rotation. So you'll hear the same commercial so many times during a game. But the other problem is these Geico ads They're clearly written where the ad agency came up with these jokes. They're like, you know, if you have the wrong insurance, it can be intense, like breakup music intense. Oh, yeah. And then there's a song where someone's singing, like, if you didn't like that sweater, it's like a vaguely hip-hop-y, like, lady singing hip-hop song where she's like, if you didn't like that sweater, you could have told me. And it's like they have these ideas or they're like, uh, it's intense, like, or it's confusing. If you don't have the right commercial uh, uh, insurance, it can be confusing, like, uh, Swedish uh, techno confusing. And then there's a song like, that's their version of a Swedish techno song or whatever that's supposed to be, where you can tell the writers wrote a thing but then Geico would not approve any examples of the thing that were actually funny. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, yeah, what I'm right, saying? yeah. So then you end up with the limpest of, of jokes because you've set this thing up, but then you can't really pay it off because you have to do something that's so non-threatening. So that's, that's what I don't like about those, those Geico ads. And what I don't like about these buy ads is they feel a little bit the same to me. Uh, well, I started by saying I like them. I overall am okay with them, but I think they suffer from the fact that 
of the things that the ad agency came up with for like weird stuff people could do, these feel like the ones that were acceptable by the fruit juice company. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. that wouldn't surprise me. And I think that gets back a little bit to what I was trying to express uh, not very well about the self-conscious weirdness of it. It was like they started with, it's got to be weird, and then worked backwards from that, which is, I think, kind of an inorganic way to come to a good little story in your commercial. And I would say weird for the sake of weird is definitely a crutch in this day and age. I yeah. mean, you got to be. There's there, so there, many there was, products. Yeah, that I mean, when it. it was just like Old Spice and Geico or whatever, just weirding it up and really getting attention, that was one thing. But now everybody's kind of like, we can do something really weird and try to save some money as well just by making it weird and, and viral or whatever. And I, I, I agree, I'm a little sick of that. I'm still, uh, I'm still down with the uh, the rock and roll twins though. And, and as a matter of fact, I'm thinking about. Having uh-huh. twins, um, just for that. Okay, here's one that I like, and is however you guys feel about this. I'm definitely not in the middle about. It. I straight up like these. These are a new Snapple campaign. Um, the first one that I saw was this one, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think I can just set this up for you without uh, giving away the punchline. So for. All of the commercials in this campaign begin with a shot of the the kind of iconic Snapple lid, a shot directly down on a bottle of Snapple. You see the lid for just a second, and it's and and it pops open with that um, un, unmistakable sound of the seal kind of popping off of a lid of Snapple. And then it goes to some sort of weird fantasy. This very first fantasy is a dolphin at a perfume counter, and the dolphin, as you'll hear, just keeps spraying and spraying and spraying perfume on its fin and holding it up to its nose. This is a quickie. It's only 15 seconds. Ma'am. Dolphins are unable to smell. Put some flavor in your break. Dolphin. So what happens there at the end is the woman who says ma'am is the woman working behind the counter. and uh, But then it, it cuts to the woman who was actually on her break opening up that uh, bottle of Snapple and then reading the little quick fact that is on the inside of the Snapple lid, which is something they've been doing I you know for yeah. decades now. And this commercial gives me the exact feeling that that little thing they do on their bottles is that's supposed what I, to do. That's what I love about it. It's, it's effective as a little story, as a little, as a little movie. But it's um, it actually connects back to an experience that you have with their product. Yeah. Everything from the little snap sound that it makes when it opens that inst- is instantly recognizable. Even before you played it, I could hear that sound in my head. And the little, um, the little fact on the inside of the cap. And I think they're so smart to connect their campaign really viscerally with their actual product. And not necessarily... The thing you would expect, which is like, oh, this tea is refreshing. Yeah, but yeah. but just another part of their branding. Yes, and you know, you say viscerally. I think that's um, that that is the perfect word because, again, to go back to the kind of um, the sound lands, the soundscape of this, that popping open of the bottle really kind of um, is very effective on me, Luke. I, a long time ago, I think I might have been on our like first or second show. Vives and I were talking about M M&M and M commercials for some reason, and I said like, if I ever made an M M&M and M commercial, I would somehow really employ. The sound People to lose themselves in the music in the moment. Yeah, I would. Yes, I would go back. I would rewatch Eight Mile. That would be the first <laughs> thing I would do, and then I would make a. Uh, a dream board? What do you call the the boards that people a vision board? A vision board about, um, but different M M&M. and M for me. Uh, a bowl of M and M's. A big part of the appeal is 
kind of having all of the M&M, not eating them out of a bag, but having a bowl of M&Ms and that sound when you reach in, even if you don't want to touch them all, but if you reach into the the bowl of M&Ms, we all can hear it in your yeah. mind's ears right it's now. It's so right? tactile and, yeah. and kind of sensory. Like, well, and what I think is, I totally agree with you that these Snapple commercials are great. And what I think that they have tapped into, for me anyway, is this notion that having a Snapple is just like a three-minute break for yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you notice that all the people uh, who are consuming it in at least the two of these commercials that I've seen are on break. Yes. Yeah, so they're in their th- office break room. That kind of – that sound is uh, – which I made it sound more like opening a beer, which is how I like to drink Snapple. <laughs> right. We'll wrap it up here in a second. Don't worry. But – but like, yeah, that scent, like, cause, cause what do you, I mean, you know, there's a lot, lots of things that lots of non-alcoholic things people uh, could consume at work or whatever in their day. But if you can identify, if you can make people identify that product with like, take three minutes off you, I think you've really achieved something and people will go to it just for what it represents to them. What yeah. did your gym teacher used to call it? You would fun have, times, fun, yeah. <laughs> maybe collar. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but you used to talk about that. Yeah. Like when he when he said that, it was it was scary to us all because it meant that he, as a like extremely athletic, like thirty nine year old man, was going to wail on softballs that we had to pitch to him. <laughs> but the the larger idea of fun times of like a little personal break is a very compelling idea. I think I should let it uh, end there, but I just got to mention this other one that I saw today. I have not seen this on TV yet. Maybe you guys have Uh, it's in the same campaign. And I was, this is a full 30 and I was mesmerized because I even knew the point of the campaign, but I could not tell what the hell was going on. I'm going to play it for you. And I'm warning you, the audio is a, a little bit intense, but there, there are a bunch of human beings dressed up like bees like bumblebees or whatever, um, and uh, and the the they're in the hospital room, and the one bee, the female bee, is uh, on her uh, on her back, and she's giving birth. Oh, clearly. I've seen this one. And uh, then, by the way, it's very clear that these are humans in bee costumes. However, there are also just human humans, and that's the doctor and the nurse in this ad, and they're <laughs> and they're actually uh, giving you know helping helping this bee give birth to a bee. I'm going to play it for you. Oh, I know. Just keep breathing, honey. Give me one big push. Come on. Looks good, baby. Looks good. Okay, so she just gave birth to a, you know, again, a bee, but it's a man dressed up as like a bee, and I'm going to say the man is in his 30s, and he's the one who says, Whoa! He's beautiful. Mom. Dad. Nurse. And then he kind of gives a lusty look at the nurse, and then here's the payoff. Hmm. Bees are born fully grown. <laughs> and again, she's in her, she's that, that is the nurse's experience there drinking her Snapple and seeing the fact that bees are fully grown, and she's in her break room, like you guys said. So I just thought that was hilarious. Also, by the way, the stru- I think the structure of these ads is, is really smart because we, we've already talked about this idea of like, or this question, which must be honestly the fundamental question you guys come up against week in and week out of, Make a funny thing. I mean, Genevieve, you said it. Make a good film or sell your product right. or, or at least somehow compel people to want to buy the thing you make. And by putting that moment of kind of, I don't know, recognition, the they put the, the Snapple opening sound at the end and the person is on their break at the end of it. It means you get the funny movie, but then you're left with the notion of like, I should get a Snapple. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's why I think they're so effective. Uh, they, they, do every, they, they hit all of those things really well. Um, and it does 
and it reconnects you with the product. And I have to say, like, I don't usually get a Snapple when I go to, you know, get a get a soda or something at the you know at three o'clock, but this will put Snapple closer to the top of my consciousness. Okay, we do not have time to get into these other um, uh, cheese, but I want to just list them, and that way we can put them on the Facebook page, and sure. maybe in subsequent shows we can um, talk about them. Uh, there's one called Astronaut School, or at least we're slugging at Astronaut School for uh, uh, a haircuttery place called Great Clips. It's it's funny. It's weird. It'll take too long if I try to describe it here. Um, uh, that one is a little bit like kind of weird for weird sake, but but it's still pretty good. Uh, there was one for the National Domestic Violence Hotline called Photo Swipe, and it shows a woman just swiping through photos on her phone, and you see the um, kind of this narrative of her being single and happy, then meeting somebody. And by the way, I showed you this on. TV the other day, Vives, and I was showing you only the 15-second version. The mm. one that I had seen that I was in love with was 30 seconds, because it really takes a little bit more time, and it's a slow narrative arc, and then as you see this fella that she's with gets a little bit more and more imposing. You see them at parties together, and he's kind of holding her in kind of a uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a possessive way, and then it gets, then she starts taking she's looking back at photos that of selfies she's taken with bruises of herself, and then by the last photo, she's absolutely... Um, She's just absolutely devastated and crying and bruised up. And, and I think the log line is something like, we're here when you're ready to call us mm-hmm. or something. It is so goddamn effective. And, uh, and I think that I'm seeing that now again because football season has started. And I know they're trying to, trying to um, you know, run those kinds of commercials because of the issue they have with domestic violence. And the last one, Veeves, uh, was a Subaru ad, Riding the Rails. Uh, this is one where uh, a young woman, we see a young woman and then eventually her dog and her husband. And it looks like they're all just riding in a boxcar together but then all of a sudden this fantasy snaps and it turns out she's just they're all riding in a Subaru together and she's just watching a train that is riding alongside them and but kind of just, imagining herself uh, on a rail riding adventure but the Subaru is the equivalent right we're exactly meant to take away. can so, I just yeah. um, at the, in the quickest possible fashion can I just throw in two thoughts on oh, yeah, two please. of the yeah. ones you yeah. mentioned without belaboring this yeah uh, I think the astronaut school uh, great clips ad is genius and I, I know that we're awash as a you know TV watching uh, country, awash in as you guys said, kind of like weird for weird's sake. I think this one actually totally works. Like it's not one of the Skittles commercials. I love the Skittles and those you know various properties of. I think it's Mars who owns uh, all of those different candy types mm-hmm. of candies that they have. All kinds of different ones that are just weird that I just like watching, but they don't make me want to eat the product or interact with the product. There's a moment in the Great Clips commercial where the guy who has a super long hair, he's like a male Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. He walks he's by Ralph a guy. He's Ralph Punzel, I believe his he's name is. He's Ralph Punzel. And he walks by a guy who's kind of clearly one of his like buddies in bad hair having. Mm-hmm. And he says, <laughs> I made a... He says, "I made the res- I let- made the appointment online. Do you want to play yeah, it? Yeah, let me Sorry. just play it. Since we're into it, let's just play it. Sorry. Um, the ad- no, no. I was actually kind of being a little bit more cautious about your time because I know that you have a lot of TV to watch tonight, or a lot of TV to beg your wife to watch tonight. <laughs> there it is. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to um, kind of start this. M- Oh, okay, good. This is the shorter version of it. So, yeah, we see this guy. He starts off uh, just in his kitchen by himself, and he just gets up and walks uh, walks out of his kitchen down the street. He's got super, super long hair, and then he runs into his buddy, who is another kind of very working class looking guy, about his age in his thirties. But then, and then another guy who could be like I don't know this guy's dad. There's also like a a character who's like. I don't know, in his 60s or something, and they're just, like, standing against a brick wall as Ralph Punzel comes by. Hey, Ralph Punzel. Oh, hey, Ronnie. 
Where are you headed? Great Clips. You're getting a haircut? I checked in already. He's in their online check-in. I'm dying to check. It saves you time. <laughs> You're getting a haircut. Why? Thinking about to apply to astronaut school. That's cool. Okay, I'll uh, see you, Ronnie. So then he goes off, he gets his hair cut, and he's super handsome uh, afterwards, and now he's going to go to astronaut school. But Luke, you like that guy, Dad. I just like that the guy says, on-dime check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very generic. He has never heard of online anything. <laughs> it just tickles me for some reason. Yeah, no, it's very Sweetberry Wine, right? It's like very, uh, yeah. uh, what's yeah. his name? Let's just take a I just think that, that was a nice, like, that was a, I think that was an inspired moment that yeah. this guy's friend would, on-dime check. <laughs> Here, let's listen one more time. He's in their online check-in. I'm dying to check. <laughs> it is really good. It is really good writing. Um, Luke, you have not mentioned that any of those actors or actresses you've seen in other commercials. That's what we were supposed to build a whole show around you for. Well, no, but the, in the buy ones, uh, the woman who's making out with the doctor on the TV is also the woman in the uh, commercial for, I think it's uh, like a sleep rest or sleep number bed where they're playing uh, in the jungle and it's about how like you oh. can help your mate not yeah. snore yeah. and that the joke is that the husband is snoring and then the wife is well f- the joke is that the husband and wife are getting in the bed cuz she thinks it's time for sexies and then he goes to sleep immediately and she's bummed out but then she raises his side of the bed so that he's not snoring but then later she's snoring and he has to raise her side of the bed the very fact the that you, the I'm very fact about? that you're calling it sexies makes me think you're not ready <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, I know the commercial well. It's in pretty heavy rotation. Yeah. But the, uh, the the other thing I want to say about the Subaru riding the rails uh, commercial is that is a woman who's not happy in her marriage. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's definitely you know I mean? it's her and the dog for quite a while by themselves in her fantasy, and then eventually the husband kind of wanders yeah, out of the back of the back boxcar. to real life. Yeah. By this nightmare. Like sort of patriarchy that is being married inside this Subaru. Wow, it's a real eat, pray, Subaru situation. I didn't, <laughs> uh, I, I did not even pick up on that. I'll never watch that the same way. All right, we had only listed two actual G's on ours. I'm getting a little bit worried because. Uh, YouTube does not seem to be uh, cooperating. I've had uh, several issues with it, but let's see if we can play these. Uh, Vives, can you set this one up? This is the one that I've got. I've got the oh, fake g- commercial here. If that helps at all, okay, I good. Play the audio. If that, if yeah. That let, let's see how this works. Let's talk about these okay. Devour commercials, Vives. I've I haven't seen you this angry in a while. Yeah, I really didn't yeah. like this commercial. Uh, the one that that caught my attention uh, is of a guy standing in his workplace. So kind of you know he's having his workplace lunch and. It I guess it's like a pre-made meal that you can uh, that you can make. Is, is, this isn't the one I I was talking about. The though. one I'm loading up here. No, yeah. I'll find it. I'll find it. Um, he's the way he's interacting with his food by himself in the break room is disgusting. He's like kind of moaning and making sexy sounds, and at a certain point, he makes a motion as if to spank this meal. It's like basically a TV or it's like a bowl of you know heated up rice or something carbs and. Uh, one of his coworkers comes in. This is some sort of blue collar workplace. They've got like you know name badges on their on their shirts. His call co- his colleague comes in and says, "Did you just spank? Why don't you just play yeah? It? Here I'll just play it. So it starts with him alone standing. By the way, you shouldn't eat standing up. Like take the time to sit down. He's uh, standing up eating out of this microwavable microwavable plate of whatever uh, kind of convenient food he's eating, and he's talking to his food. Oh, devour." Say my name. I'm talking to you, creamy white cheddar mac and cheese with bacon. Can you feel it? 
You like that, don't you? Oh, you taste so creamy. And the little sounds your crispy bacon makes drive me crazy, you naughty little. Did you just spank your lunch? Yes. Nice. Food you want to fork. Introducing. I think it doesn't oh help God. that the guy who's eating the thing is like earmuffs kids, the least fuckable guy on the pl- on planet Earth. <laughs> well, there is the guy from True Detective who's mowing the lawn. <laughs> but I think it might be a tie. For Wait, first. are you telling me you wouldn't paint flowers on him? You wouldn't paint daisies on him? He's so it's so unpleasant to me that he is put in like a even jokingly sexual situation. But also, like, well... And, this, and then I hate the tagline. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's a... I hate the whole campaign. ...long, proud, sultry history of intermingling su- certain foods with the bedroom. Your strawberries and chocolates and whatnot. It's definitely not bacon, mac, and cheese. Yeah, I'm sure that, you know... But for me, like, just... Yeah, this idea of, of like, you wanted to fork your food is just absolutely disgusting to me. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand what the pushback is from you. I mean... Uh, a weird guy at a workplace holding what is basically a, a, a tray full of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a thing I definitely want to get into. Yeah. Right. Like it's Where can so, I order it, these? Yeah. It's so, it's so ill-conceived on every Absolutely. possible level. Why would you ever want to eat this food that is being pitched in this way. I'm I don't even want to get my car fixed at the garage they work at <laughs> right? anymore. Oh, really? Because they're having sex with the food? <laughs> right. Makes you think they won't do a good job on your car repair? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what is this in the change dish? Oh, you don't. Just don't. <laughs> don't just, touch it. Don't. Kids, get in the back seat. Just don't touch that. This just This makes me mad on... I mean, it should make... It, it, there really are a number of levels that one should be mad about this on, but for me, it's just that... Of all of the of all the funny and interesting ideas that don't make it to television as far as commercials go, um, like there are so many things to get shot down because the client, like the person paying, like in this case, it, this is a craft product, okay, and like craft would be the client in this. I'm sure your listeners know this. I'm I'm thinking of this in in terms of like a show that isn't all about commercials all the time. But anyway, point is like there's so many good ideas that get shot down because the client gets kind of like a little queasy or they don't they they're worried that you're gonna like not portray the product in a proper light. Like there's so many good ideas that don't make the light of day. How did this terrible idea that is also offensive make the light of day? Yeah, I, I They're know. clearly they clearly think they're going for something that's edgy um, and to the degree that it's memorable, I guess, you know, they hit the target, but it's memorable in such a bad way. I, I think it's a total fail. Okay, let's uh, wrap up G's with just one more that... This um, is going to be controversial. Yeah, I think this is going to be controversial, and it's it's a surprise G for us, because hmm. um, we are huge fans of Tina Fey in this house. I uh, know that you are as well, Luke. Um, and, you know, there were these uh, there are these uh, Tina Fey uh, American Express ads that have been running for a long time now. Yeah, she's and I been think, the pitch woman for years now. Yeah, and this latest kind of, inst- the, you know, couple of uh, commercials that are the latest installment in them have been running probably for a year or so. Um, I think it took me a long time to really kind of admit to myself that we have a problem. You know what I mean? Because I see Tina Fey yeah. and I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, it's Tina Fey. It's good. It's funny. But um, in this one, Tina Fey, you know, she plays a very Tina Fey 
esque character. She's just kind of being herself. She's being super goofy. She goes into a uh, athletic store, which is a bit of a fish out of water experience for her. And she starts monkeying around with all the weird stuff in there, like uh, toe shoes and you know a big uh, you know exercise ball that she's surprised it's not like the ones when she was a kid. It doesn't have a handle on it. A I'm yoga sure mat. A yoga mat. And she makes little jokes about all these. I'm going to hit play on this. I, I'm this sure. is a crazy long version. Yeah, let's see what happens here. Today is the day. Oh, look. Creepy gloves for my feet. I can wear these on my trip to Middle Earth. This is nice. And does it come in a California King? Yep, definitely the small one because I don't want to peek too She's early. Lifting this tiny one's called weights. the Lazy Jogger. This one's called the Bear Attack. Try not to look delicious. She's doing when stupid yoga uh, poses. And a face. This one's called Swat. Getting a roid rage. Hemorrhoid. Okay, I'm just going to end it there because that's like the worst joke of all of them. I'm getting, I'm getting roid rage hemorrhoid. It's like... It's so forced. I know six-year-olds who have more self-respect than to make that joke. I just think that... I love Tina Fey. I think she's a great writer. I think that she's a funny comedian, but I just... This, this ad kind of, I finally had to admit, makes me kind of dislike her in this context. I have a working theory. Okay. And, and it's really funny how... Um, I don't know if we can call them great minds, but our minds, the three of us, all seem to think alike in that the first time I saw this ad, I was kind of like, huh, like this is not great. And my theory is that um, I think that th- I think that these are all ad-libbed lines. Yes, I would agree. And and I think that what happened was I'm, I'm nervous about even saying these next few words because it's going to sound like I think I'm – uh, Tina Fey, and I'm not, but I have been in some TV commercials, none of them like this or anything. Like, we're talking local tire commercials or something. But there are certainly, if it's supposed to be funny, there's a point where they say, like, okay, we did all of the lines that were written. Now just have some fun with it. And that's exactly what they say. Have some fun with it. And then <laughs> you, as the person they're pointing the camera at, say a bunch of things, most of which are not good. But let's say there's like two or three good things. Later on, it is one of the immutable laws of nature. They will always pick the least good things that you said when you were, quote unquote, having some fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel all of these things they have Tina Fey saying strike me as ad-libbed lines that she said three other way funnier things. But because the people editing the commercial and the people in charge of the commercial are who they are. They went with the worst ones. You know, it's funny, Luke. You and I, I think it was totally off air, although it might have been on TBTL, uh, got into a convert. Uh, I think it was on TBTL. It's a thin line between <laughs> making a living and bullshitting. <laughs> I know. Thank you, American Public Media. Um, uh, but this came up when we were discussing the Super Bowl ads, and I'm stalling because I'm trying to think of the name of it. Shock Jock, uh, Orange Shock. What's the name of the beer? Shock oh, Top. Shock oh, Shock beer. Top. Yes. Um, and I had the same feeling about the T. J. Miller exactly yeah. right well, again comic. super funny comedian and we talked about that ad on, on this show a lot so people probably know what we're talking about it's the one where he's kind of riffing with uh, shock top like basically the beer tap which is kind of its like name a is wedgehead oh sorry wedgehead <laughs> I use wedge, it because it matters. Wedge Hussein head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're having kind of an insult off. And I had said on the show and to you, Luke, I had said, I think that the the vibe of ad-libbing is so popular these days. I get the impression that people are just writing things and then telling people to act like they're ad-libbing. And you said, no, you really believe that most of that probably was ad-libbed. I believe based on my experience, but I also have never been in a commercial like that one that T.J. Miller is in or this one that uh, Tina Fey is in. And so 
I, I, I'm going on just my experience, which is extremely smaller and limited to things that have happened in Seattle. Oh, the only reason I was kind of wondering about it is because it's just not that you can't take an extra couple of minutes, but I sort of feel like if they're spending um, this much money on, you know, top names like uh, like Faye and to a somewhat lesser degree Miller, then they're not going to leave a lot to chance. I mean, maybe leave a little bit of room for some for some dicking around. I don't hate the rest of this campaign. I like a lot of these American Express ads that she's done. I when like, she's at the checkout. Right, and with Thomas Middleditch. Yeah, yeah. I, I like those. I think she's done other ones where uh, she's shown buying things for a particular reason. Like uh, she's, I think there's one where she's buying things uh, that, that are for her daughter. I think there have been other ones that are very successful and are great. This one is both, I think, not that successful and also in too heavy a rotation. Okay. And maybe just too tropey as a topic, yeah. Like workout, mm-hmm. because by the way, she's saying things that are all things that we would say to our friends. Like we've all commented that those distinct toe shoes are weird. Mm-hmm. We've talked about them on TBTL at length. Um, you know, I actually don't think that the the things that she's saying they're not they're not offensively not funny to me. They're all things that I would if I got one of those off in a crowded situation i'd feel proud of myself Although Roid I rage low- no you wouldn't <laughs> you i know you you wouldn't make that joke that's well you. the funny part is the first time i saw this commercial i thought that to me i'm not even gonna, just saying this for effect that was the one thing i thought was kind of funny oh really <laughs> i shit you not it like, just seems so I, obvious it, it probably is i guess that was the one thing where i was like oh Again, I was in, from almost the first seconds of this commercial, even just watching it, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I think this was just her riffing a lot. Yeah. And so I think I was putting myself in her place and thinking, if I'd thought of that joke, I would have at least thought that there was some mild humor there. But, you know, that's, I can think, just a personal preference issue. Okay. Um, I think that we are going to have to leave it there. And unless you guys had anything to add about any of these, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy who rushes through everything. So we are running kind of long. So okay. why, don't we, why don't we move on to ad council? All right. Let's check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear what they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, look, this is where we check in with uh, listener feedback, emails, voicemails, anything like that. Uh, we don't have any voicemails today. Uh, no voicemails today, but we've got plenty of emails. What is this, TBTL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I. You know, uh, what is it? Copying is the best form of flattery? I don't know. I just mean, we we similarly have no voicemails ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, this week we've got, uh, it, as as everyone, as, as our regular listeners know, uh, we're the number one news source for all things <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Which, can I make a quick comment on that? Sure. I And I thought I had said this on the show before. Maybe I did, and you're rightfully overruling me. But, like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with the Colonel Sanders campaign. I think that we have now gotten to the point where we clearly played into their hands enough and I'm sick of giving them publicity. Well, I, I'm not going to cover or, or talk about every week, every tiny wrinkle in the Colonel Sanders saga. Mm-hmm. But when something rises to the level of uh, our, my notice, I'm going to put it in the ad council. Okay. okay. Um, this was I just want to be on the record. All right. Uh, this was something that uh, several of our listeners sent in. So thank you to Micah, Taylor, and Kevin for the heads up on this. Uh, this is a partnership of some kind with WWE, with the the wrestling uh, outfit uh, where they're the new Colonel. And I mean, I say new Colonel um, very loosely because it's obviously just sort of a gag um, is 
the a wrestler, and I think the wrestler is Dolph Ziggler. And I want to say thank you to Kevin who explained about the, a little bit about this promotion because I don't have any of the vocabulary or understanding of how wrestling works mm-hmm. to know how this works. But he says um, this this time it's a WWE dark match, a phrase I had not heard. When he explains it's a match that happens before or after a taped WWE live show. Between Colonel Sanders, who is played by Dolph Ziggler, and a chicken, who is apparently played by The Miz. Lou, can you uh, can you help sort any of that out, including no. what a taped live show is? Well, no, I mean, I would, I, I, I think dark match, as as you already explained, Genevieve, would just mean it's not on TV. So that is to say, oh. like we we're, we're going to let you fuck around in the Pontiac Silverdome <laughs> at four thirty right. on a Saturday because. No one's there yet, and we're not putting it on television, would be my guess. Oh, okay. See, I thought, I thought it meant it was just something they have in the can. Okay, and then gotcha. they've done, I think, so in addition to this like promotional thing that was just kind of a, a live, uh, yeah, dark match, uh, I think there's also, they've also done some actual ads that they've released either digitally. I haven't seen them on TV. Um, but just, just to keep you all updated on what's happening with Colonel Sanders, I don't think we need to play them, but um, it's Colonel Sanders as a wrestler. And he yeah, at one point rips off his Colonel Sanders suit to, rese- to reveal a Colonel Sanders themed uh, wrestling onesie. And then he fights another wrestler, the Wiz or the Miz, who's dressed up like a chicken, right? right? So it's Colonel Sanders versus a chicken. So the dark match part, in other words, for like the this video that was sent to us is like two and a half minutes long, and it's this whole long narrative. It starts with like a family around a table, then they notice that there's a I think Colonel Sanders bursts into their kitchen for some convoluted reason. Did you watch this, Luke? No, I don't think we sent this to no, you. No, yeah. I did not see this. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden he's like, uh, let's take it to the ring. So for some reason, Colonel Sanders is wrestling in the ring. And that must have been happening, like you said, during the quote-unquote dark By match the way, time. If, if, if I could just add this, I'm at Pro Wrestling's, uh, I guess, Wikipedia page. A dark match is a non-televised match at a televised show used to warm up the crowd. Mm. A dark match before the show is usually used to test out new talent, often local to the event, or before a WWE pay-per-view, which features wrestlers who are not on the main card. Okay. Okay. Well, here, let me just... It's only because we talked about it a little bit. Let me um, let me play a l- just a little bit of this. So, this is the dark match. So, yeah. So, I guess... The thing I'll say about dark yeah. matches is we know they exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to finish that joke. You don't need to finish it. <laughs> um, so, th- this weird kitchen scene with... Um, so, it's this family sitting around a table, like I said, but it's, it's the chicken. It's like this wrestler who comes into their kitchen and starts messing with them and then all of a sudden we realize this whole scene is being played on a giant screen in the arena and now it's this this new Colonel Sanders this wrestling uh, Colonel Sanders um, who has a microphone and he's talking to the chicken and the family on the screen to be entertained what do you know about chicken chicken (laughs) anybody in their right mind knows that KFC's chicken little is the world's best chicken sandwich. Says who? Some old man in a white suit walking around with a beat stick? Excuse me. You heard me, Sandy. The thing that drives me crazy about this is Colonel Sanders, whoever this wrestler is, 
in this makeup, he looks a little bit like Bill Hader, <laughs> and I'm finding it very, very distracting. Anyway, the, the, the plot gets very convoluted because now they're both in the family's kitchen. I'm not exactly sure how it's supposed to happen, but all right. What else do we have? Uh, this is a quick note from listener Laura, and she's responding to our coverage of the um, HPV guilt trip ads. This is an HPV vaccine uh, ad that you and I had trouble finding a, oh, yeah. a, a clip of, uh, but it it ends with a, a teenage boy and I think in a teenage girl saying, uh, "My mother, I, I know you would have gotten me vaccinated, right, mom, right, dad? If if you'd had if the if it had been available, I think I'm maybe slightly misremembering that, but anyway, it's it's." We talked about it in terms of kind of an interesting approach using guilt to motivate behavior. Mm-hmm. And Laura right, Lauren excuse me, writes, I wanted to comment on the HPV vaccine pre-roll ad. I think your status as decidedly child-free has saved you from this hyper-earnest guilt trip. As a mom to a toddler, something about my parenting-related internet searches and diaper orders has prompted all the cookies to ensure that almost every video I watch is preceded by this ad. Uh, so yet mm-hmm. another, she says yet another reason for us to remain confident in our child free decision. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I kind of don't follow that. What, what is her? Because she's a parent. She's yeah. seeing all kinds. She's, she's her content that she seeks out tends to, you know, indicate to online advertisers that oh, she's a parent. I see. So she's getting a heavy rotation and a heavy, you know, serving of, uh, this get your kid vaccinated when oh, they're old I enough. I gotcha. I gotcha. So that's kind of interesting. I think that kind of goes to like. Yeah, like we try to watch ads that aren't necessarily for our exact demographic, but increasingly that's harder because uh, all the media we consume knows a lot about us. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, This next one is from listener Dan. Um, and this is, we, we did a show, uh, Luke called, uh, uses misdirected where we talked about products that advertise themselves in ways that are either, um, they either show uses for their products that way, way over, overuse the product, um, in a way that it would never be used to show how, like a Ginsu knife kind of approach, mm-hmm. um, or a commercial that shows a new way that you could use a product. Oh, actually I had a little story about this. So hmm. one of the, one of the ads we talked about was duct tape. And how they're making all of these ads that or they're making all these duct tapes that are like beautiful patterns and bright colors. And they showed an ad where people like made crafts from them. Yeah. I was walking down the Ave today, which is kind of this uh, street in Seattle where a lot of like homeless or quasi homeless youth hang out. And what did I see some of them advertising and selling? But uh, brightly colored duct tape wallets. Oh, really? And they were making them right there. Like they would <laughs> oh, make no it kidding. for you if you really if you ask. How many one. do we have? Right. <laughs> Um, so anyway, this is a really good example of that. Um, this is an infomercial uh, for a, a, a product called FiberFix. Um, Dan writes, not sure if you two had seen this commercial, but it's probably the first time an ad that I saw on Facebook has actually convinced me to buy a product. It has the right kind of fun and attitude while also showing the product's abilities very well. And the way that they show that the, this product, and it's a form of tape, but it's called uh, FiberFix tape, and it's almost like a sticky sheet steel mesh. They create a um, a roll cage, if you know what that is for a car. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kind of a cage that goes around a car. And they they attach all the joints of this roll cage without welding. They just use this, this fiber-fix tape. And then they oh, wow. roll it off a cliff and they show you how well the car, like the car basically survives this crash down a cliff. And then it's, it goes on and on. Uh, and it's kind of, it's sort of in the vein of like... Um, what was that one with the unicorn where uh, a, a um, potty stool? Oh, God, yeah. the Squatty potty? Oh, squatty potty, yeah. thank you. Um, well, what about the, – there's also the one uh, that uh, where you're spraying 
this kind of rubber sealant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we and talked about And they, that they one, make yeah. the entire bottom of the boat out of that. Yep, with a screen door, yeah. Yep, yeah. we talked about that, uh, and, and it's exactly the kind of thing, like, this is a product that is stronger than anything you will ever need, in theory. Um, and so... Uh, it, it, they they he shows you know this thing like fixing up pipes and fixing up like all kinds of like broken in half brooms and mm-hmm. things like that um and just give it a little bit of a play it's a really long ad it's more like an infomercial but he has got he's got kind of a good patter okay is that this thing here this nine minute thing yeah. i'm watching this actually okay. like muted and what's what's great about it it appears anyway is that first they drive the car off with a traditional duct tape right roll cage which as you might imagine gets beat to shit and then they throw it off with a fiber fix roll cage and it does great okay let's take a little bit of a listen to this what happens when you flip a car with the roll cage held together by duct tape so the duct tape together roll cage is car is falling off a cliff it's just completely disintegrating as it goes down this 140 foot uh, cliff and there appears to be somebody that was in a it. Dummy. But it's a dummy. Get in that car, it's held together by duct tape. But what if you use tape as strong as steel? Manliness. Well, this time the, the welded there the non-welded roll cage with this with the fiber fix tape does appear to hold the car together. I still wouldn't get in that car, and I don't think they put anybody in Okay, it. I was going to say, I really hope the counterpoint here isn't that he's going to walk out of this thing, because that's... Strong as steel. Here's the thing. You're manly. Your shovels break. Your pipes leak. Your muffler falls off, because a manly man will not be muffled. So you need a manly solution for those manly problems. You know, okay, I'm going to pause it. You know what this... We always talk... This just reminds me of an inside joke we have... Um, they're really embracing the manliness of this, which yes. is something you don't see uh, a, a lot on, on TV anymore. And it reminds me of that commercial for uh, steel power equipment, S-T-I-H-L. Right. And there's this commercial that's steel running Amer- Steel made in America from America because of America. That's what they say on the Mariner games. <laughs> it seems they like say? a lot of America. And the, on, on the TV version, they say something like, real people steal people and i i mentioned to you that 10 years ago certainly 15 years ago that would have been i'm sure they wanted to make that real men steal men but it's a different age but my favorite thing about that commercial is vives every time you hear it you think that they're saying real people steal people and you think we shouldn't be stealing <laughs> people it just sounds that way to me i don't know why they didn't write it as real people are steal people right because it sounds like people and also selling this people country to has people. an extremely troubled history with <laughs> stealing people. people. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lest you guys think that, by the way, that uh, manliness is gone from all commercials. Don't forget, please. About freedom. I'm Adam Raposa, and every time I look and I see somebody trying to stop Americans from enjoying their freedom, this is my truck. All I can think is it's all made of duct tape, by the way. <laughs> Why don't are you get in my in my way? I'm a lawyer. Now, Luke, those have turned out to be not. Are those not real, or are those just a guy? I'm trying to remember. I did some I think more real. Re- I mean, I think that they're. They may have been. I think they were made with an awareness that they were over the top. Okay. Like okay. I think the guy is in on the joke, but I believe he is an actual lawyer. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's that sounds worth. right. Because I remember I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. But, of course, like all my rabbit holes, I don't remember what I learned. So good use of my time. One of the things about that Fiber Fix ad, too, by the what way. What happens is, when sorry, I flip this? Sorry. That's also playing. Uh, they have a behind-the-scenes. Yeah. And that's what uh, – yeah. The, uh, Dan sent that to us as well. It's on Jalopnik, and I'll post it to the Facebook page. Pretty genius, I have to say. <laughs> really. Yeah. I know. This is – I'll bet you this tape appeals to you, right, Vives? Oh, totally. I, yeah. We got to get you some Literally. I, this tape, <laughs> tape appeals to I well no I it's the kind of thing that I would find myself in a Home Depot thinking like well maybe I could think of a use yeah, for it like your Gator grip. Um, no. One more piece of uh, ad council feedback and then we can wrap this one up. Uh, I know it's kind of a monster. Um, this is from listener Meredith, uh, one of our UK listeners, and she writes. I listened to your Olympics advertisements show a few days ago and was happy to hear that you included the Samsung Olympics commercials with Jack Whitehall. Uh, Jack Whitehall is the comedian who. Uh, interacts with uh, real Olympians, and he is both he is both pathetic, but also trying to sort of one up them. Yeah, the do you know spots. who he is, Luke? By the way, we had never heard of him before. I no, I I don't think I've heard of him before. He's a funny guy. Um, she writes. Uh, sorry, I lost the place. Oh, I live in Britain, and they come up. They come on quite a lot. I think my favorite is the track cycling one with Sir Bradley Wiggins and Becky James, and it ends with this line: Mister Wiggy Smalls, chilling in my slipstream. Sorry. Uh, so he's he's always sort of like trying to sh- trying to kind of puff himself up around these famous Olympians uh, and then getting shot down. Yeah. Uh, and so she she goes on to say that and as as I'm I'm well on record as saying uh, I hate the Olympics. Uh, I don't hate Olympians, to be fair. I just think that the Olympics are a huge waste of money and resources and the IOC is terrible. You don't hate soldiers. You just hate war. Exactly. Uh, you know, don't, I just hate the game, not the player. Um, she writes, it was pretty inspiring to live in London during the 2012 Olympics. Uh, the Olympics here got tons of local people involved in volunteering for the games. There was a really positive vibe when visiting events, more than I expected. The same as uh, to be said for the Paralympics that followed, which I never really latched onto in the past, but because it was in London, it was much more present, and I'm grateful to have experienced it. Um, she says, bribery, doping, et cetera, notwithstanding. So you... My my tiny shriveled heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> but I still hate the Olympics. Uh, I think we should probably wrap it up. But Luke, did you uh, you didn't watch much of the Olympics? I know, but you must have seen some of the Olympic themed commercials. Aviv and I were pretty disappointed in the batch. I mean, there were a couple of clever ones, but for the, oh, that's right, we talked about this on the other show too. Like for the most part, it's just kind of like just on the nose, just kind of like endurance. That's you know, what it takes to be that, a champion, or whatever. that I thought were. Um, they're not, you know, going to sort of win any awards, I guess, for being completely avant-garde, but the ones with Lindsey Vaughn. We liked that one, you, too. The Reese's one. Like, yeah, where oh, she's yeah, just doing yeah. everything really badly. Right, I yeah. thought that was – I enjoyed that, I and I thought she did a pretty good job. I, I was recently – actually, uh, it's funny. I was in these commercials with a dude who also won a gold medal in doubles tennis, this guy named Jack Sock. Oh, yeah. And, and he was um, – for like a tennis racket company that is promoting him. And he was actually extremely nice, extremely game for anything. But I'll, let me put it this way. You notice like you notice when someone has spent their entire life mastering some kind of athletic thing that is super hard for the rest of us. And you notice it in that they find the things that come relatively easy to the rest of us difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so in watching Lindsey Vaughn and that, I was impressed with her. I thought she... She did a really good job. Those were my probably my favorite commercials I saw. Well, I like it. See, after all, we got to end on a chi. 
So that's we that. got to end on a name drop by me, <laughs> and that's that's what we're in going the commercial. For. I was in. in the commercial. <laughs> I was in with a uh, gold medal Olympian <laughs> winner. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell. All right. Well, thanks, Luke, for doing this with us. Yeah, I, hey, thanks you. for having me. Yeah. I am a big fan of the show, and uh, it was really fun to get to be on it with you. I didn't mean to take up 90 minutes of your time, but I hope you do get to watch yourself some uh, Same goes for our like... listeners, by the way. <laughs> As somebody who takes up 90 minutes of your time most days, Walsh, I'm very happy to return the favor. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Um, and uh, Genevieve, thanks as always. Uh, you're going to post all of these ads to the Facebook page. I will post them all to the Facebook page. You can reach us uh, at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook at After These Messages Show on Facebook. And the voicemail line is 607 444 Once again, that's 607 444 5597. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You can sell anything. You can sell.